The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to Stockhead's Rock Yarn. I'm your host, Peter Strachan. Today we want to provide an update to subscribers on the graphite market. Recently, we've been hearing a lot about other critical minerals that are used in batteries and electric motors, but graphite seems to be the forgotten element that is used in all solid-state batteries and many other applications. Here to update the present state of the graphite market and to provide an overview of the recent activity, we're delighted to welcome back the Managing Director of Black Earth Minerals, Tom Revy. Welcome, Tom. Black Earth has had a pretty busy couple of weeks finalising a graphite processing project in Pune, India, and updating its mineral resources in Madagascar, reporting a substantial increase in tonnage. Tom, before we get into your exciting news flow from the past couple of weeks, can you update subscribers on developments in the market for graphite this year and how prices for various grades are tracking? Sure. I mean, we've been quite excited over the last six months to see graphite prices starting to recognise the looming deficit that the likes of uh, Benchmark Minerals and Wood, Wood Mackenzie have been predicting for quite some time. If you have a look at the last six months, the big mover has been in the fines material, the fine and small material flake, which is uh, generally used, providing it suitable for the battery industry. We've seen a, an increase in price of around 30% just in the last six months. The, the mid-sized material, around that 100 mesh or 150 micron mark, has gone up about 15%, while other graphite uh, products in the large and jumbo size have remained relatively flat. Having said that, over the last 12 months, again, it's been the battery material that's really pushed up from the likes of about 530 to over $800 or a 50% increase in price. And that's had the impact of pushing the rest of the prices up. Again, the mid-sized material up around the $1,100 mark, up 30%, and the coarser material up anywhere from 10 to 20%. So all bodes well for uh, future graphite prices, as I said, given the uh, potential looming deficit in natural graphite supply. Yes, indeed. And so if you bring out your crystal ball, what's your expectation for prices over the next couple of years? Do you see much new production capacity arriving over that time to sort of spoil the party? Well, the first part of the question is I see the prices continuing to move. There's no doubt that the uh, the demand, particularly from lithium-ion battery uh, market, is pushing and continues to push that. Uh, fine material, small flake material up in price. The material just isn't there at the moment. And certainly end users have been calling out for uh, closer relationships, shall we say, with uh, the full supply chain all the way down to miners. If the fines and small material continue to move up, um, it will end up uh, overlapping with the mid-sized material in terms of pricing. And that's what we've seen close to over the last 12 months. And that will naturally push the prices of other products up. So I'm quite optimistic that we'll see another significant material move in graphite pricing over the next 12 to 24 months. In terms of others, now I think the market will be basically lumbered with with high costs and that's CapEx and OPEX given global inflation. And, And many graphite projects, I believe, will not attract sufficient project funding. Uh, as we've seen across many commodities and, and 
geographies. And this coupled with the lack of available and, and capable personnel, I think will slow down global resource project development in general. So will supply increase to meet it? I seriously doubt it. And that all bodes well, as I said, for the graphite industry moving forward. Yeah. So, Tom, last week, Black Earth Minerals uh, formalised its arrangements with an Indian partner to build a plant to process graphite in Pune. Uh, what will be the final product mix from this operation? Well, we have the option of, of producing a number of, of uh product all related to expandable graphite. Um, obviously, we'll start on, on qualifying, which will take a couple of months, um, but uh, it'll be an expandable graphite, which is made from coarse flake material. Um, it's basically uh, treated with acid and oxidising agents. It's washed thoroughly and it's on-sold for typically the biggest market is the fire retardant industry and to a lesser extent, the foil industry. Um, the fire retarder industry is, is paramount towards improving safety, particularly in high-rise buildings, and it's currently being retrofitted to uh, pre-existing high-rise buildings along with new buildings uh, yeah. for both commercial and residential use. And foils, of course, are being used um, in electronic devices such as phones and laptops and the like. So the outlook is very positive. Um, the uh, growth predicted within that coarse flake uh, area of, of product is likely to be around about the 10% per annum year on year, according to Benchmark Minerals. So when uh, are you planning to commission the plant and what's going to be BEM's capital commitment to the project? Well, we announced uh, that uh, FID is now taken place and that's financial investment decision by the board. So We've committed fully to the development of the project uh, to be built, as you said earlier, in Pune in India. Um, that The output from that project is going to be about two, two and a half thousand tonne per annum initially. The capex for the whole project, including land acquisition, is going to be around the $3 million US mark. So a million and a half will be our share. Um, and so... Um, we already have those funds in place. We won't need to go back out to shareholders for the capital. So it's a really exciting uh, uh, yeah. opportunity for us. And it also cements our position in terms of uh, delivering our vision, which is to become a, a global player, material player in the uh, in the global graphite supply chain. Yeah, so you're going to be integrated. And, and I think quite wisely you're starting downstream where to establish yourself uh, with the customers and so where will the joint venture source initial graphite feed and how long will it take before your own concentrate from Madagascar can begin to feed uh, into the processing operation? Well we announced earlier uh, this year a uh, supply agreement with a German company called Technographic for which we've had a long relationship with. They'll provide us the initial feed for that expandable uh, graphite facility in India. And we anticipate um, that the, that project will be commissioning early next year and be in full production second quarter next year. That means we're going to have a period of time, uh, somewhere between 12 and 24 months, um, where we're going to be buying on market until the Maneri graphite project starts producing and then basically feeds that uh, joint venture facility. Yeah. So are you going to, do you have any off-take arrangements or that's really subject to market, you know, testing with your product? No, we've actually had, uh, we've already, uh, again, made the announcement not that long ago regarding Graphic Bergbau. That's an Austrian uh, graphite player. 
Um, they're, a, they're a significant buyer of expandable graphite in Europe. And uh, the agreement we have is at our option for them to buy up to 100% of our product. So, um, you know, when you look at our project, we have uh, the supply of raw material already in hand. The project with attractive financials is now moving forward. Engineers have been employed and the offtake is now secured as well. And your partners in, in India, they have experience in this activity? Yeah, we've teamed up with a company called Metachem. Um, they've been producing, albeit on a slightly smaller scale, um, expandable graphite for the best part of 25 years. And they bring that operating know-how, uh, which is important towards a quick ramp up and getting us into positive cash flow. Um, and what we'll be doing is we'll be providing the ultimately the raw material feed supply into that uh, facility and we'll also be providing the uh, international networks as far as offtake. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, so down to the nuts and bolts, Tom, uh, Black Earth has made conservative estimates of expected costs and revenues based on planned product mix. What's the expected annual EBITDA or the cash flow from operations for the joint venture? Well, over the life of the asset itself, we disclosed in our in our release that um, on an annualised basis, it, it averages about four and a half million US dollars per year, about six and a half million Aussie. Obviously, when we start up, we'll be starting at a smaller scale, and and that should see uh, early uh, EBITDA of about one and a half million US dollars, or just over two million Aussie. Um, it's important for us because strategically as a pro- as a project, because it puts us into the graphite supply chain and raises our profile in that game. But also ultimately, uh, as you alluded to earlier, it means that uh, ultimately will be an uh, offtake, offtake of the course material from our Maneri project, which bodes well for uh, looking for project finance. Yeah, so you'll be vertically integrated and you already have your place set up in the market as a producer of product, whether it's for you know, the ceramics or the, you know, down the track as a battery type product, I guess. And and I guess from those numbers, it looks like you, you get payback in, you know, less than a year and a half sort of thing. Yeah, we're, we're excited about that. I mean, the, it's it's a low competition, albeit low volume business, but the, the profit margins are extremely attractive. As you said, payback period is about 1.2 years at this stage. Um, and the MPV for the project itself is 100 million US dollars. And when you've got a market capitalization of probably 10 to 12 million US dollars, that's that's a huge uh, difference just on our Indian project, yeah. let alone our primary asset, which is the Mineri Graphite project. Yeah. So, and you'll have half of that net present value. So it's still a big margin uh, from your current. Uh enterprise value. So on to the most recent news, Tom, Black Earth's followed up on the report uh, of high-grade uh, total graphitic uh, carbon that we spoke about last time when you were in the uh, studio with us uh, from shallow depths at its Maneri project in southern Madagascar. Uh, and you've reported an upgrade in resources, quite a substantial upgrade. Can you walk us through what's been outlined in this uh resource upgrade yeah it's you know the big picture is the exploration target of 260 to 380 million tons at about six to eight percent total graffiti carbon or tgc and we made that announcement quite some time ago now we've defined a total mineral resource of around about 38 million tons at uh, at around about six and a half percent tgc and we're continuing to work on the higher grade rather northwest 
resource as we speak, which will be coming out shortly. So even more tons in terms of the, the inventory. All this, and uh, we've only explored around 15% or, or so, so the, from the total area that we have in Madagascar. And that's an area that's best described as graphitic domain over 20 square kilometres. So we, we believe we're in a very attractive position. Yeah. So does this, uh, these recent drilling and the update on the resources, does this change your expected mining plan for the deposit that's been so far outlined? I mean, I noticed that in some areas you've got up to an over 9% total graphitic carbon there. So would you go for those earlier or is it just a matter of uh, doing it more methodically? Uh, life has changed from six months ago with the um initial uh, resource that we announced in regards to the Razafi Northwest High Grade area. Um, you know, from our point of view, um, we, we've still got our eye on completing the feasibility study in October this year, which is only a matter of a few weeks away. Um, but we will be integrating the High Grade Razafi Northwest um, resource. And as you, as you speculated, um, it will be basically the... Uh, uh, the plan is to have it as the initial feed source into the project. Uh, we're on the record of saying that we want to run the, the project for about three to four years at half a million tonne per annum before expanding it using operating cash flow. So having those higher grade, having that higher grade material come through the project is important uh, from a, a revenue, profitability and payback period. Uh, but yes, we have had to change our mind scheduling around Razafi as well because it's uh, increased both laterally and at depth. So the mining engineers are working diligently and uh, very focused on ensuring that we, we maximise the MPV on this project. And you're going to be trying to get that out within the next four to six weeks. Is that still on the budget plan, uh, Tom? In, it's actually in October, so it's October. Uh, probably close to 10 to 12 weeks. Oh, okay, good. So a uh, lot of activity there with the joint venture signed, um, the drilling results, which we spoke about earlier in the year, having been put into the computer and out comes a, a much bigger um, resource that you can work to. Uh, what's the, the plan there for the next um, six months or so? Obviously, we've spoken about the... Um, the feasibility for the mining. Is there anything else that we should uh, shareholders should be watching out for? Yeah, it's going to be a, a pivotal six months for us. Um, basically, we'll be announcing the new uh, Razafi Northwest High Grade Resource. The update on that will be coming out before the feasibility study. Obviously, uh, we'll also be providing a, an ESG update. Um, that basically ties in with the one we made about six months ago after the initial audit. Um, as you said, the DFS for the Maneri Graphite project is uh, due to come out around October. Um, and then on top of that, we'll be looking at uh, uh, the initial pouring of concrete and steel around about that September-October mark in India. And the aim is to commence uh, commissioning of that project in six months' time. Uh, and in terms of Maneri, we'll be uh, looking at the front-end engineering design uh, commencing before the end of this year. Have you uh, spoken to engineers who could do that for you in um, Madagascar, or people in Australia or people in Africa? Yeah, the likelihood is that um, it's probably going to be Australia or Africa. Certainly the knowledge base that we've built here as far as front-end engineering design um, is here in Australia. So the likelihood is that we'll continue to use Australian engineers from that point of view. 
Um, but in the meantime, we'll be looking for um, um, international constructors uh, for um, ultimately the, the development of the project. Yeah, so some of it could be prefabricated and brought on site and sort of bolted together. Yeah, it's, uh, it's only half a million tonne per annum throughput yeah. to start with. So uh, that's not necessarily a large footprint project. So that's, that's uh, one, certainly one of the main options. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a toy compared to the big sort of multi-million tonne projects that uh, the gold mining operations, for instance, uh, put up. Absolutely. Tom, thanks for coming in today. That's been really exciting. Thanks for your update on the graphite market. I'm sure the subscribers will be interested to know those numbers which you quoted early and uh, we'll be watching closely through into 2023 as the uh, joint venture project in Pune is constructed and uh, we're looking forward to the uh, update on how the uh, mining operation is going to be put together to feed into that uh, plant in Pune two, two years down the track. All right. Thanks very much, Peter.